what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Gentlemen, welcome to The Big Fan, Episode 13, Volume 1. My name is Chad East, and I'm not a big fan of the day after vacation. Security checks in airports where they search my underwear in my bag. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And last but not least, $29 lobster rolls when you're drunk and you decide to pick up the tab for all six dudes that are on vacation with you. Oh, God. Sound like, that sounded rough. <laughs> but I'm going to go with you. Yes, I'm Hank Eimer, and I'm going with, I am not a big fan yes. of three things. The end of baseball season. Oh, mm-hmm. oh I hate it. Close. Athletes that act like babies. Lots hate it. Lots of them. Hate it. And the confusion of the Halloween costume pick out. Tough choice. Hate it. Tough selections. Hate wow, it. we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today, Hank. We're coming to you live on October 23rd. 23rd, thank you. It is a Tuesday at 3 p.m. We're in the uh, hallowed halls of the Mesh Studios where they've got Halloween decorations everywhere. It's looking Spooky. very looking very festive and scary. And you know, Hank, I'm not one that likes scary stuff. I didn't know that. Yes, I, I did am, not. I have really bad nerves. And like, ever since I was little, you know, my friends would like hide around corners when I'm like, do, 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 just. Scrolling, strolling by, they would pop out and scare the heck out of me, Hank. Right. And they would get a big kick out of it and laugh. It's and funny. Yeah, it's been fun. So those scary, high-strung nerves have always stayed with me. They've never subsided. They've never left. So that kind of will lead us into our, a segment or two down the road. But first, I'm looking at you, and your eyes look better. You look clear. Your head looks clear. Can you give us a concussion update before we really jump into this podcast today? Sure, sure. I'm not clear to play. Not just not yet. Cl- okay. But feeling a little bit better, realizing that this is a long process, mm, right? Right. To, so to tell you how I'm feeling, last time I talked to you, and you've been on vacation since then, so I really have not talked yes. to you. I have uh, had a lot of sleep. Going to bed early, yeah. Taking naps, really? stuff I don't do, stuff sure. you don't. You know, I mean, I don't know about well, you. Well, I take naps. Yeah, you but, take naps, yeah. but stuff maybe, I, I, maybe I've had a concussion all this time. Yeah, maybe, for the last forty years. Maybe you are a concussion. <laughs> maybe. But uh, a lot of sleeping, not a lot of activity because that kind of brings it back on. Um, still a little bit foggy. You know, when you twist your neck really fast or you're trying to watch something go by, maybe like a a car or something like that, it still pulls a little bit slowly. But uh, I think I'm on the right path. You know how I knew I wasn't feeling good last week? How's that? I wanted to sleep, okay, which I normally don't do. Yes. Did not want any caffeine, which normally I would want. Huh. No alcohol, bro. You didn't want to touch a drop. Really? Yeah. So the thought of you kind of made you like nauseous or didn't it just it was like, listen, I'm I'm trying to get better. Yeah. 
So now, you know, I know I'm getting better because all those things seem a little bit more reasonable. <laughs> See, just Certainly. a tad bit reasonable. Got it. So did you heed the doctor's advice and try to um, refrain from television and looking at your phone and staying in the dark room and petting your dog? Did you go <laughs> forward with that? Well, as much as I can. Come on. Yeah. Okay, so let's be realistic here. We all have jobs. Yes. That we have to. We must work. We must work. Yes. So the reality of it is, is I'd be like, all right, I'm going to check my email at 8. Yeah. I'm going to try to check it again at 1130 and then three and then five where I wouldn't be on it like every second checking or whatever. So I tried to heed the warning. Right. I didn't sit in a black room <laughs> with my dog and get you know crazy yeah. meditating. But uh, I did. I, I, I will say that 10 years ago, I wouldn't have done the same. I mean, I was way more cautious than I would have been. And if you talk to some of our friends, they're still saying that I'm faking the whole thing and that I've this, heard. this is uh, not real. Uh, this is not real. Interview. Yeah. That's when you know you've got really good friends is when you have a concussion and they they say that you're completely faking it, that uh, you don't need to take these naps. You don't need to pull out of the out of events. You need to go on with real life, Hank. So your friends, yeah, they, you got really good ones, man. Thank you. Really good friends. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um. So, Hank. While you were concussed and uh, sleeping in dark rooms, I was on a plane traveling to a small little place called Seaside, Florida. Um, it was it's a little town in Florida near Rosemary Beach. Another beach was called Alice Beach. We were 25 miles west of Panama City, let's mm-hmm. say. No, is that right? East of Panama City, somewhere on the beach. I don't know. We're okay. in the panhandle. And so, you know, as I told you last, we were going down there a week after a, a horrible Hurricane Hurricane Michael hit and basically leveled many towns there where there's nothing left. I mean, we flew in. <clears throat> we were talking to the airport supervisors, and they were saying, hey, where are you going? And we kind of told them. They are like, well, good that you're going there because it's unscathed. It has been untouched by this hurricane where, you know, you go 10 miles down this way. There's nothing left. It was just bizarre. Right. So we get in the shuttle. We get our bags off out of the plane. We're cruising down, and we expected to see at least, you know, trees down and, you know, some debris and some roofs pulled back from homes. We saw nothing. I'm telling you, it was like nothing ever happened there. So we get to the place, unload our bags. It's beautiful. Going down to the beach, thinking the beach might have trees down or maybe restaurants that are right on the beach may have – they might be gone. Right. Not a dang napkin. I mean, there's nothing to show us that a storm was there a week before. So very lucky. And the people that lived there were very lucky. Speaking to the service industry folks, the people that work at restaurants, the Uber drivers, you know, the lifeguards, some of them, because they lived 20 miles the other right. way, they have – a lot of them are moving to North Carolina. Really? They've lost everything. And so they're working, you know, it's a bit, this, it's, they consider it fall break there. And so uh, they're working to get some cash. They're going to have to relocate and move. Very wow. sad, very sad <laughs> that stories. That is sad. Yeah, so, but anyway, the place was beautiful. If I could compare it to anything, our friend Chris Lovern, who is a world traveler, he said one of the beaches that we uh, went to and, and checked out was called Alice Beach. He said, man, this reminds me of, Beverly Hills. So that's what we're talking about, Hank. A, a strip of land that's on the beach here with restaurants and stores and shops. Every building you pass is white and it's worth $2 million. And they have to be the same color. If you're in this neighborhood of Alice Beach, everything has to have the exact, be the same color. 
if you want to live here, you paint it the same color. And he said, this looks like Beverly Hills. So that's kind of where we're at this really, really nice spot, right? Sounds really nice. Yeah, so that's a couple beaches down from us. We played tennis down there. Then we came laid out in the beach uh, at our beach called Seaside, and there's restaurants galore, great shops, a great family atmosphere. But I did run into one thing that I have never run into before, and actually I thought it was kind of a a farce. I didn't think it really existed, but there's something called red tide. Mm Mm-hmm. And so red tide is an algae bloom that comes around every year, every three years. It's seasonal. And because of what happened with the hurricane, where they thought it would kind of shift it out to sea, well, it was right on our beach for one day, three days, not one day on. But I was like, Psh, what the hell's red tide? What's it going to do to me? I'm going down. Let's go to the beach. Who, who, who are we kidding? Let's go. Because everybody was like, no, no, you can't go to the beach. You can't go to the beach. It's like, we're going to the beach. Come on. So we get down there. The first thing we notice, there are 300 dead fish that has just washed up upon the shore. Hmm. So hmm, that's interesting. You don't see that every day. So we put our umbrellas were there, and you know we put our coolers down, flipped off or kicked off our flip flops. <sighs> Sit back in my chair, take a deep breath. <laughs> my eyes started wa- watering. <laughs> I got a vicious coughing attack. I could not quit coughing. And so and then we've been there five minutes. Yep. And so all the girls that were with us and a couple of the dudes, you know. Gets in your nostrils and it feels like it's in your lungs. It feel, feels like you've inhaled some type of chemical. And uh, so Roger and I were the two dudes that went down there and we like screw this. We lasted fifteen minutes. The girls stayed out there four hours. What's wrong with because them? Because they want to soak up the sun. So <coughs> cough, cough, cough. But they risked it four hours. One girl's eye swelled shut. I, <laughs> One eye was swelled all the way, all the way shut. I, I guess like, you don't need sunglasses. <laughs> Girl, don't you think it's time to go home if one eye is all the way shut? Nah, give me another Didn't half Didn't you have hour. a pool? We had a pool, too. So we went back to the pool. I mean, you know, the beach and the pool. I told you before, I'm a beach dude. Right. You know, the pool dudes, they stayed at the pool. I wanted to at least check out the beach. But long story short, Roger and I left. The girls stuffed it out for four hours. Then came back to the pool. And it's literally, as soon as you get off the beach, all the symptoms dissipate they disappear it's just when you walk on there onto the beach put your feet in the sand it like hits you it's so bizarre so red tide. i believe in red tide yeah yes it sounds it, like it, yes, sounds- I, I, it hit me hit me hard so anyway the flight back was good i you know i came back looking a little suntanned and with sunglasses on and a hoodie so security of course pulls me to the side immediately i go unabomber to, exactly the like, unabomber look at this look. dude sunglasses hoodie so Everybody all goes through security. They've waited five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. My bag is still behind the security little sure. thing where they've scanned it. Yep. So I went up to the guy. I was like, sir, I'm trying to get home and catch our next flight. My bag's been there for about 15 minutes. He said, you got the blue bag? I said, yes, sir. He said, does it have the name Chad on it? It's like, yes, sir. He was like, come with me. Come I'm like, with God me. dang it. What, if, what is going on here? Can there, and like the whole crew that I'm with are watching me like, what's going on? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, he gets my bag. He unzips it, starts flipping through my underwear. I'm through all of my stuff. Yeah. And then he pulls out. Of course, I'm going to have this, and I forgot to put it in my other suitcase. I took like 500 poker chips and poker or and cards and dice right. and all this stuff so we could do a little gambling. Well, he pulls it out, and he says, what is this? And I said, sir, those are poker chips. You know, we I like to play poker, and I was on vacation. So he opens the bag and starts thumbing through. Every, I have 500 poker chips in there. He's got a thumb through them all. So anyway, sift it back up, put my underwear back in the bag. He said, you're free to go, Chad. 
because my, na- my name is on the bag, the Chad bag. Right? Chad bag. Anyway, we get through there, and they're like, ah, dang. So anyway, 20 minutes behind schedule, but we get back on the plane. We get to North Carolina, back home Sunday at 7 p.m., very tired, but, you know, we're back here today because CP. we love our listeners. Big fan listeners. Well, it is we're Tuesday. Here. How was Monday? Some of you, some of you, you know, uh, one of our friends, one of his friends calls it the Sunday scaries. <laughs> when your body starts to, you know, get yeah. away from mm. the weekend, sure. maybe you start sweating. Cold sweats, Maybe yeah. you start to I shake, shake a, little a little bit, bit shake but a little it's called bit. the Sunday scaries. Sunday scaries. Um, we call it the Sunday blues at our house, but Sunday scaries might be more appropriate. So I did run into a little bit of sweatiness and a couple shaking spells. And typically on Sundays after a vacation, I wake up about 12 times in the middle of the night feeling like I have to pee and then I have to drink water and then I have to pee again. So I've got through it all. Monday was a little tough, but Tuesday, back, back at it. I'm back, baby. I'm all right, back, baby. Good. Yeah, good yeah. to hear. Very good. So, Hank, it, since our last uh, conversation, you know, Oh, there's some things that we need to talk about first. I want to update everybody about my dog, too. My dog, Koa, has now reached about a month with us at our house. The dog is biting on everything, and you were going to give me some advice about advice about this chewing. I mean, I can't quit. What do I do to make him quit chewing? He is chewing table legs. He got this Halloween pillow off Lucy Rose's bed, pulled all the stuffing out of it, so there's white stuffing everywhere and an empty pillowcase. Mm-hmm. We've given him bones. We've given him those little Kong red things. We've given him balls. We've given him all these toys. Nothing seems to work. He do you likes pay attention to this animal throughout the day? <laughs> do you pay attention to this animal throughout the day? I, I get up at 5.30. I walk him in the morning for 30 minutes. We get back. He kind of hangs out until we have to go to work. Then he's in a kennel from 8 yeah. you know, till lunch. Then we come home. We yep. walk him again at lunch for 10 minutes. We got to go back to work. Okay. That's what he's lacking. So, listen, I'm not going to sit on here and say that I'm a, a dog whisperer, <laughs> but I do know my way around a dog. Uh, the thing that's that I would right. think would, you know, that's worked out for me is you got to keep them tired. Yeah. You got to keep them tired, walking them, exercise, throwing the ball, doing all that stuff. You know, that's half the battle. Right. Right. Because when they're not tired, they're looking for trouble. They're tearing stuff they're up. They're looking right. for trouble. So, you know, but it's a puppy and that's what puppies do. Yeah. I think over like giving a basket full of these are your items to chew are is top priority right i think that's tp top priority you got to go with a basket full of junk 50 different toys and just throw them in his kid and let him go just have at it dude this is your deal when he's on the leg shin bone here you go oh whoa whoa pillow here's a kong brother here you go you know Mm -hmm. i think that that's the only way you can go about it okay or or the foot always works. <laughs> Get your ass out of here. You know, kick. Oh, no. Now, our listeners won't think very yeah, uh, good at that. But I'm yes, just saying, yes. those are your alternatives. Okay. Very right? good. Well, thank you, uh, Dog Whisperer. We'll try anything right now because, yeah, like I mentioned, he has chewed up a bunch of stuff. He's a good little doggy, though. Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you do wear him out, like on the weekends when we're around, he's so tired. All he can do is lay. But during the week, when, when he's locked up in this little kennel, poor fella. He's got mad, mad energy. So I know you say you get up at 5.30 and walk him, yeah. which is a very uh, a good thing to do. I, I think that that's great. Are we talking about outside, to the yard, and back <laughs> no, in? No, 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 no. Because you're, you're throwing off a vibe that this walk is not very far. I'm talking about, are we going to Oakwood? Are we going to, where are we going? Okay, so we bundle up. 
I put my headphones in. We walk out of my driveway. We take a left. It's probably a 15-minute walk, and he sniffs around. He poops in somebody's yard. I clean it up, and then he'll pee in this other yard. Then he'll poop in another yard. I clean it up. It's 15 minutes span. Okay. So, you know, it's not like walk out to the front or back door, let him out in the fence, and then watch him. You know, I'm actually right. walking him, walking him around. Yes. Right. Good, good okay. question, though. Good okay, question, that's, though. that's the question I had to have. Yes, very good, very good. Hank, Halloween is upon us. <clears throat> it's right around the corner. We actually have how many days till Halloween if today's the 23rd? Halloween falls on the 31st. Eight. We have eight days. Oh, Lee, your mask's terrible. Yes, thank, <laughs> thank you. So, have you picked out your costume? You're, are you a Halloween lover, first and foremost? I do like Halloween. Okay, I like Halloween because it is a reason to celebrate cold weather. Okay, it's a reason to be outside. It's a reason, you know, kid. It's a kid holiday, mm-hmm. which I like. Like Valentine's Day, not a big fan of it. Sure, it was manufactured. You got to spend money on roses and cards candy. and candy yeah. and all Underwear. that stuff. Yeah. Whoa. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um. But I like that this one, especially now that I'm a kid. That it's a kid holiday, so I do like Halloween. But there's some people, like I believe your wife, it's her favorite holiday. It may be, it may be one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, but Jennifer loves it. Oh, she takes it to the next level, man. She is dressed up for every Halloween since she was little, even to since she's been an adult. She dresses up to go to work. You know, she dresses up when it's time to take the kids trick or treating. We go to multiple Halloween parties. She dresses to the nines. Our house is decorated. There's spiders that I forget about that she puts in the hallway, and if you make a noise, it will fall on your head. Oh, that's awful. We've got those uh, on every corridor of our house, spiders falling on me and stuff. And so anyway, she loves it. Hank, on the other hand, I hate Halloween. Um, I don't like scary stuff. I explained earlier, ever since I was a little boy, I've got bad nerves. People have been trying to scare me. I don't like scary movies. I'm going to tell you a story, and this is what kind of spurred my avoidance of all things scary in Halloween. I was in sixth grade. I thought I was a smooth mother, you know, smooth. I knew you in sixth grade. You weren't. (laughs) Well, I acted, I pretended (laughs) like I was. And so I was at a get together, movie get together. You know, when you're sixth grade, you're, you got some friend boy, some guys that you hang out with. And there might be a couple little girls that you hang out with. Yeah, Go to the movies, go to the movies. Right. So we were, weren't at the movies. We were in a den of one of my girlfriend's homes, which actually happened to be just down the road from where I lived. And there were three dudes and maybe like six girls. It was like a little party. Right. And uh, everybody's talking about, hey, do you want to watch this movie, blah, blah, blah. Well, all I really wanted to watch was like Cinderella or some Disney movie. Right. They were like, let's watch The Exorcist. Sounds deadly. (laughs) I'm in sixth grade like, the ex, what is The Exorcist? But I've got to be brave. I'm cool in front of these girls. Yeah, let's watch The Exorcist. Why not? Let's do it. Sixth grade. I've already got bad nerves as it is. I've never watched a scary movie in my life. I'm trying like to the, impress some girls. I'm trying to impress the like, like the scariest movie I'd ever seen up to this point was probably Wizard of Oz. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not scary at all. That you were witch, sheltered. That witch scared the hell out of me. Those little monkey things flying scared me. So can you imagine me in The Exorcist? So within 20 minutes, I know I'm. I'm in trouble. You're in deep water. I am, well, I'm drowning here. And all the other people, they're like glued to the television. And I'm trying to like maybe divert my eyes, but not let anybody see that I'm diverting my eyes. Well, that maybe we got through the first, yeah, maybe an hour. I made it through 25 minutes. There's this scene. I don't know if that little girl starts crawling on the wall backward like oh, a spider yeah. oh, or what. Yeah. I get up 
from the couch. I run to the front door. I've got the remote control because in my hand, all right, this is this is how I know I've got the remote control in my hand. I start running to my house. To get to my house, though, you have to go through woods yeah. that are very dark. There's no street lights. These are woods. Halfway through, I'm like, what in the hell? Why am I running through dark woods? When I've just watched part of The Exorcist, now I'm thinking people are chasing me. Bah, 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 probably the fastest I've ever run. I get home. Get open the door. I run and hug my mom. I probably I'm in sixth grade. Probably haven't hugged my mom in a long time, right. you know. And I'm hugging her, and she's like, "Chad, are you okay?" I said, "Mom, I just saw the scariest thing I've ever seen. This movie called The Exorcist." And I reached into my pocket, and there's that damn remote control. So now you gotta they, go I got to go back and get the remote control. Aww. But my mom was so dear. She said, "You know what? I'll drive it up to them and drop it off." You. Sit here and collect your thoughts, and let's put on a cartoon, little chatty, and you can watch <laughs> little this, chatty. little chatty. If this might cheer you up and get you not so scared, little chatty. That sets you back years, buddy. brother. So since then, I can count on my one hand how many scary movies I've seen. Mm. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'll tell you. I can I tell you about my please? Yes, the scary movies. I insist. Okay, so. Uh, not scary movies. Let's talk about a scary thing that changed. Scary, scary. I, I enjoy scary movies. Yeah. I enjoy scary things. I yes. think that it's pretty interesting, and it's it's. I, I enjoy it. So I was probably, I'd say, fifth grade, maybe, maybe fifth grade, somewhere you know around yeah. the same age. Yeah. But elementary school, definitely. My mom took us to a haunted house. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fifth, fourth, somewhere in there. We walk in, and there's Freddy Krueger in a jail. Right, yes. and he's doing his nails across oh, everything. Scary sound. I'm like, dude, <laughs> we're not doing this, are we? Are we? Are we doing this? And my mom's like, of course we're doing. It. I was like, I'm not going through there. I don't care what we're doing. I'm not going through there. So, 15 minutes later, my mom is like a hostage negotiator. Right? She is just like, come on, let's do it. We've got to get this. We'll do this. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Is big brother or big sister with you? No, just, just me and a buddy. Solo. Just and me a buddy. and a buddy. Got you. All of a sudden, Freddy Krueger pulls the mask back. It's Donna Andrews from the rec. <laughs> from the rec center. And she goes, quit being a baby, Hank Imer, and get through here. I was like, "Wow, Donna Andrews, Freddy Krueger, I can do this. Yeah. So I went through there. And from that point forward, the the switch went off in my head that, come on, dude. Yeah. Let's, this, how scary can it be? Who popped out of the grave? Was it Hat from the center? <laughs> <laughs> Mac McCloud was somebody I don't know. Mac McCloud was Jason from Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> but they had it was at Westmont, you know. Yes, in, in, yes. Uh, no, that's still Northwest, but it was oh. at Westmont, and they had uh, compression compressed air. You're crawling through a box, yeah. and you'd walk like you get to a certain point, compressed air to be, pssst, pssst, you know, right. scare the tar out of you. Oh, uh, who, uh, who was the clown? Was it Huff? <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, so we had, uh, that was a a defining moment. I was scared to death until Donna was calling me a chicken from, uh, you know, from underneath the Freddy Krueger mask. That's a great story. Yeah, I'm sure you would love that. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show.
awesome. Hey, Halloween's a great a great thing. But that you know, that takes us to the costumes. We were just talking about sure. costumes. Sure. You know, watching kids pick out what they want is hilarious, right? Yes. Your daughters kind of go over the top. They go, I think they're mama because their mama will make these costumes for them. And yeah, they they've been every type of animal, flying squirrels, flying squirrels. We've been octopus. We've been sharks. We've been uh, oh, what's the one when you got little things on your back, uh, like ant eaters? They've got they're porcupines. Okay, porcupine. They were a porcupine homemade costume, flamingos. You name it. If it's an animal, we've they've been, done we've, it. We've done it. Yes, they have done it. What do you? What's Harris this year? Well, you know, I have always loved the way that Harris goes with his costumes because you know once he started picking his own i was like what do you want to be this year this was a couple years ago bottle of sriracha remember yeah Yeah. so i was like that's dynamite right there i dig that so last year he wanted to run it back another bottle of sriracha i was like i'll dig this i mean you know a it's funny b there's very little investment right so this year i was thinking what's this cat going to do you know so his mom was talking uh, my wife says i'm going to go with him get his halloween costume so I'm like, you know, I'm egging him on. I was like, what are we going to be, like a hot dog? What yeah. are we going to do? Kim, bottle of kimchi. Yeah, what are we going to do? <laughs> so I'm in my office, and I hear footsteps, and I don't know that they're coming to the office. And all of a sudden, I look at my door, right? And there's the creepiest little thing you've ever seen coming around. And mm. I, I, you know when your body goes fight or flight? You start to, like, sweat. sweat. And you're like, I'm getting ready to have to bust somebody's face in right here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you a picture of what okay. rolled into my office, okay? Now, now, mind you, they're wearing LeBron, so they can't take it too serious. But this thing came around the corner, creeping. Oh. Really creepy. Like slithery. Oh, my good Lord. <laughs> Forget that. My ass would have flown right out that office. Sayonara. So he went scary, Holy, okay? very scary. Because this is an eyeless, it's called eyeless jack morph suit. No, thank you, bro. Okay. So tell him not to walk around in my neighborhood. He might get clocked. <laughs> oh, so that scares the hell bit, out of me. A little bit scarier oh costume, right? God. So he went with the scary costume, although the LeBron set it off. I don't know what it is, but um, watching him go through the process, like now he wants to be something. You know, he wanted to be yeah. something scary this year. But he starts talking to his boys, and one of his buddies is going to be, you know, that that thing that um, goes at the parking lots and the yeah, wind goes, yes. right? So one of them is going to be that. Another one's going to be one of those inflatable gorillas. And he was like, man, I kind of like that funny stuff. I don't know what I'm doing with this morph suit. I'm like, well, yeah. we, we're we in year. on it. There's always next year, Harris. How about your girls? So Lucy Rose is a cop, and Jennifer is dressed up like a robber. And Lucy Rose, oh, it's, the girl's nine. Anyway, I don't want to get into it. The cop uniform is like, what well, a... College student, oh, <laughs> you Lord. know, oh, I'm like Lord. Lucy Rose. You sure you need to be wearing this kind of cop? When you said you want to be like a, cop. a cop with a dress, yes, no. a cop with a dress. No. I, was, I, was, I thought you might be a real cop like Chips. You know, the motorcycle. <laughs> I thought that's what you were going for. But then yeah. she said, "Dad, look at my," and she did this pose. I'm like, Lucy Rose. <laughs> no cop does that. Yeah, cops don't pose like and that. Cops don't tie the front of their shirt in a knot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Quit so, that, girl. I saw. Lucy Rose would have been I said, Jennifer, let's rethink the cop costume. She was like, you'll kill her because she wants to be a cop because she wants to arrest her mommy because her mommy's a robber right. and all this stuff. I was like, okay, let's we'll figure out what we do. Just maybe put a cover up on yeah, her. So, yeah, you know, yeah. put, a, put a black jacket on her. Sure. Yeah, you know, and we'll, we'll figure that part out. Let's but, hope for cold weather. Yes, no doubt. And so Lucy or Olivia is going with her grew, a crew of uh, friends in eighth grade. It's pretty creative. So they're kangaroos, but they're a 
gangaroos. So they're like thuggish kangaroos. Whoa. A gang of kangaroos. Look at that. Kangaroo, right? Kangaroos. Pretty cool. So they're, they've got like black gang jackets, but they dressed up like kangaroos. Nice. Pretty creative. That is yes. pretty creative. Yes. So that's what we got going on in our neighborhood. I know there's a big Halloween party this weekend. Um, yep, there yep, is. Big. Yeah, it's going to be a it's big It's always one. fun because like always. your wife, this is their holiday. Yes. I mean, they've gone. Have you ever seen the... The stuff on their second floor. Yes. So they have uh, to let our listeners know they have this, this. I guess it's projected. It is. And it is like spirits and ghosts and goblins, werewolves coming through, like looking out the window. The windows looking out the windows. Yeah, and it, it looks <clears throat> oh, frightening. It's, it's wild. But they always have like great food and kids like they have a thing full of corn and yes. that kids can play in a blow up and that last year they had pictures like where you could you take a picture and you look like you're a, uh like a zombie yes i mean it's just wild. all out it's it, a it's a great it is an awesome party it's like they had they also had this little train i don't know if you remember they actually had a train that would go it was two yeah. years you remember that two years ago oh my gosh yeah and it, I, I love their, their invitations are always witty yes. and it always says something like drink up witches mm-hmm. you know that. always always something good yeah, yeah you guys keep doing that was a great party yeah parties it's one of the best are you gonna dress up are you dressing up at all for halloween man i don't normally don't man but my lucy rose says if i'm going to the party with her i gotta dress up so i will be something i gotta throw something together here in the next week but i'll do something how about you uh, i usually stay away from it yeah you know what i wanted to buy this year though is i wanted to buy one of those dinosaurs those blow up dinosaurs that you walk around in you know the blow up ones blow up ones yes yeah i i, I saw a great video of a guy and he was a <laughs> did he, did he, he get a, knocked out no he's a college oh. athlete and yeah. it was like a pep rally or something <laughs> and he came in and Obviously, he's a pretty good dancer because he was like doing hit the folks. You know, he was doing like all these dances. Yeah. And it was, I mean, set the house on fire. Uh, so uh, I would wonderful. love to have one of those things. Yeah, man. Well, I look forward to seeing you at that party. And before we get off this scariest or Halloween kind of tip, you know, let's run through Hank's hierarchy real now, r- real quick. And we're going to go with scariest movies of all time. Now, granted, brother. I've only seen a handful, so I'm going to give you kind of my scariest, but you need to give me the ones that probably didn't make the cut for you, Um, and then we'll go into top five, okay? Okay. Go for it. Okay, so I'm just going to go with all time, like people will think that, okay, that these are. So we lived in a good time of scary movies because it was really the time that you could see sequels, and they were were actually, first couple were pretty good, right? So, you know, the... I'll go ahead and say from, I'll go five down. You've got Nightmare on Elm Street. That's probably the most far fetched, but it was scarier than heck. I guess when, when you're little. Now, when you watch it, do you think it would be scary? No. Okay. Right. No, but it, it's kind of like you know, your dad thinks Dragnet has the best car chases. You know, right. because of you know that's the, that's the way the it was. That's, that's the way right. it was. Right. So Nightmare on Elm Street, the Freddy Krueger thing, it was scarier than heck when I was there. You know, when we were little. Yeah. It's kind of like the new age one was Scream. Right. Right? The guy with the mask and everything else. That's kind of like the new one. So I would say that those are kind of one and two. All right? Now you start getting into like kind of legit scary. Like, especially when you're little. Yes. Friday the 13th, you know, the the lake, him coming out of the lake and it being at camp. And you know, those movies were a little bit risky when we were little. It always had some like college kids and they were hooking up. Yeah. It always showed... 
a neck and part or two. Yeah, oh, it was always yes. a little bit suspect. But, yeah. you know, Friday the 13th, the Jason thing, until they started getting crazy, where, like, a guy would go back to the grave right. and shove a pole through him, and he'd get struck by lightning, and the guy's <laughs> coming back yes. to life. You know, yes. you got you to gotta be careful of that. Um, the next one would be Halloween. Michael Myers, that dude's mask freaks you out. It, it was the freaky mask before, before freaky, freaky mask. mask exactly. The because first freaky mask. Yeah, I, you you can't like not look at that guy in the jumpsuit and be like, dude, that's that that's serial killer material. Yeah. And then the final one that I thought was like the scariest back then was Chainsaw Massacre. Never seen it. Never will. Yeah, te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The reason why is there was nothing supernatural about it. Mm-hmm. It was just bad family, bad part of the co- you know country or whatever. Psycho dude. Psycho yeah. dude. Next thing you know, you're in their house and you're having to deal with it, yes. right? right? So those are kind of like my har- hierarchy, yeah. but it also puts out the ones that are kind of like uh, Chucky. <laughs> that <laughs> one's kind of child's play. That yeah. one's kind of stupid. Yeah. But then you start getting into the new ones like that paranormal activity. Scary. You know, that's scary stuff. Hostile. That one is busted what up. What about the ones like The Ring? I wrote that because I only saw three minutes of that, and there was this girl. I, it's related to The Nun and all that stuff. The Nun would be the, the, Dude, the next I one. I can't, can't the, watch those. You know, when, I, I think that that's like where it's really gone because, you know, the, the idea of the guy that's going to walk you down isn't really this. It's the devil and yeah. the paranormal sure. that people are – really that's hinging what, the bed on. Yeah, now. that's what really scares the heck out of you. So I put, because I've only seen a handful, here are the, my scary movies, in no particular order. I remember seeing Children of the Corn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and Jennifer and I still talk about that because she can't watch it all the way through because I, I, neither can I. I made it all the, almost all the way through. Poltergeist was a really good movie, and I watched I watched that whole movie. I made through made it through. I thought that was really good. Silence of the Lambs, that's not a horror movie, but it's a psychological kind of scary movie. You know what I mean? Love that movie. Psycho was on my list. The Shining was on my list. Obviously, Exorcist was number one. One movie I wanted to go see twice at the movie theater in seventh grade because I was with a girl who likes scary movies, and I hated this movie. To this day, it gives me the creeps. It's a movie called Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. And there was this part in there there was a girl named zelda and she had spinal meningitis i don't know if you remember this part they kept her locked in a room yep do you know what i'm t- i do when, when i hear that name I've, i look i just got bumps all on my damn my my hair's rising up on my arm i can just see her coming to the door like let me out or whatever she did that freaks me out, bruh. Yeah. Freaks me out. The little boy's name was Gage. Yeah. Remember he couldn't Achilles tendon they buried him in a cemetery because they wanted him to come back because he got hit by a car. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'm telling you, I can't get it. That's seventh grade. I know every scene, like the back of my hand, yep. in my mind. It's very scary. Can I tell you a, a story about, like, you know, my son likes scary movies. Yeah. So he's staying over at my in-law's house, right? And my father-in-law was watching him, and they were kind of, they were, I, I pick him up the next day. I was like, how was it? And Harry, my father-in-law, was like, well, I'm not sure you're going to be too happy with me. I said, what What happened? He said, I fell asleep about 10, woke up at 3, Harris was still oh, watching TV. Right. I was like, well, 
that's all right. You happens. know, happens. Yeah. He's like, well, he watched Poltergeist. Oh, how old was Harris at the moment or at the time? Five or six. Oh, my goodness. So I thought right then, okay, let's evaluate. Let's take some inventory of what's going on here. You've either made my son a serial killer, <laughs> right? You've pushed him in a direction that he thinks this stuff's normal, oh, yes. right? Or he's going to be okay. And we're, we're get, jury's still out. But right now, he likes scary stuff. Teetering right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, he hasn't killed, uh, cut my Achilles. <laughs> Very good. Well, hey, man, that's a good stroll down scary movie lane. Um, yeah, dude, I, I'm getting nervous just looking at these, uh, looking at the name of these movies. So let's move on to something a lot better here. All right, this will be a new uh, segment we're going to have for the podcast. This is Chad's Movie Review. So two weeks ago, Hank, I went to go see the movie A Star is Born, and we briefly talked about it in last podcast, but we didn't talk about the movie. Mm-hmm. Star is Born is a remake of a movie about two star-crossed lovers, but they're artists. And is so, that the chick you're talking oh, about? Oh, God dang, God dang it. <laughs> is that the chick you're talking about from Pet Cemetery? <laughs> I'm out. Dude, that... Oh my God! You oh. just took me right back to seventh grade. Me peeing in my pants virtually when she came out of that room trying Oof, to get. I'm she sorry is, to interrupt that, your story, yeah. but I just had to get Holy look at that woman one more cow. time. And it's, How it scary was, is that? Think if she's coming at you. Forget about it. Hi, right, we're back to Stars Born here. It's a sequel, or I'm sorry, it's been remade four times. This is Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's version. Bradley Cooper is the executive producer. Um, if you don't want to hear about this movie, tune off the podcast right now. Come back and check us out in two minutes. But anyway, it's a movie about two star-crossed lovers. One's a really famous artist, and he's on his way down because he's addicted to alcohol and drugs and everything. And then he meets this other artist who is a waitress, and she's just trying to make it. And then they fall in love. All right, So that's what the concept of the movie's about. It's got wonderful music. Bradley Cooper, to me, kills it. I mean, he is perfect in this role. And he was told not to take that role. Do you know that? He said it was... Eddie Vedder? Yeah, they very... Oh, really? I didn't know that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I believe the story was that Eddie Vedder told him not to take the role. I heard that, you know, he wanted this to be his directional debut. They were like, dude, don't do this. This is suicide. It's already been made three times. You're not going to make it any better than these guys. Don't do it. Well, he did it, and he killed it. It was was a good movie. I give it three... Vodka drinks out of four. All right, three wow. vodkas out of four. So it was a good flick. Here's the. Th- this is the only thing I want to talk about. It's supposed to be a movie about l- love, and she, he definitely loved Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga's character, not yeah. you know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Her name was Anna or Ava or something. I don't think Lady Gaga gave two bleeps about Bradley Cooper, and really? this is why I say. When you see the movie, I don't want to ruin it for you, but I'll just give you the gist. So Bradley Cooper brings her in, shows her this whole world, brings her on. I mean, it's her dream. Right. In one instant, some producer, like let's say in today's world, let's say it was uh, Suge Knight, right, comes up backstage after she comes off and she's just on cloud nine. Oh, you, hey, Lady Gaga, you did a great job, you know. I think I can make you the number one star in the world. And Bradley Cooper's just sitting there. You know, he's listening. And she's like, really? She basically, not like she shoves Bradley Cooper to the side, but she was like, all right, make me a star. I don't think she loved him in this movie. And I've seen one of the other versions. It was true love. 
This version, not so much, my not friend. Not so much. So anyway, you watch it, and any of our listeners, if you've seen it, tell me your thoughts. They were supposed to be in Crazy Love. Bradley Cooper was in love. Lady Gaga, I'm telling you, not She's so much. in love much. with fame. That's it, She was in love with fame. She wanted to make it to the top, and granted, there was some attraction and love there, but she wanted she, she loved the fame more than she loved Bradley Cooper. Oh. Y'all, that's my movie review of A Star is Born. Call me. Let me know what you think. All opinions are welcome. Hank, before we get home, before we leave, yes. the World Series starts tonight. Yes, it does. You are the baseball man out of this podcast here. Tell me your thoughts and who wins. Who brings this thing home. Well, let me tell you something. I will tell you, part of the my three big fan things were awful acting athletes. Okay. Yes, yes. That was part of the, that was yes. the main thing. I love baseball. Usually I could care less about what team's in it because I, I find um, – that every team has likable characters and they're all working hard and they're you know I, I just love baseball. Manny Machado for the Dodgers, Dodgers is a dirty player and there's no room for that. Have you seen any of the stuff that he's done? I saw a couple slides in a second. Is that what we're talking about? Well, no. Okay. okay. So it, throughout history, it's been known that he uh, takes himself w- way serious and he gets upset over the the dumbest stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like a guy tagged him during the regular season, Josh Donaldson tags him in the chest and he has to, Machado's running from him. So he has to like chase him and he tags him kind of hard. Machado falls down, wants to get up and fight. Uh, Okay. The slide, he's known for spiking guys and everything else in the series against Milwaukee. He's sliding in. And as he's sliding in, he's grabbing the guy's leg to pull him down. hmm, Okay. okay. And then realizes what he's doing. And then kind of is like, I didn't want to do that. Right. (laughs) Right. Hits a ball to short. Shortstop throws it to this is the one. This is the one that is kind of put me over the top. Shortstop throws it to first. Routine play at first base. Machado's running down the line. Aguilar, the first baseman, has his foot on the edge of the bag like a first baseman should. Right. Machado hits the bag after he's out, and then drags his left leg low enough to kick Aguilar's ankle. Ay ay ay. Okay. Yeah. What he didn't remember is that Machado. 6'3", 220, kicked Aguilar 6'4", 270, right? Right, right. Immediately figured out he'd mess with the wrong dude, sure. right? And was apologetic and everything mm-hmm. else, right? Next time down the line, he g- passes through first base, shows, you know, shows himself to the crowd. I mean, he's just a terrible player. It's to the point where I love Kershaw. I love guys on that team, but I've got to see them lose. I've got to because yeah. of Machado. Yeah. And I bet, you know, he's, I think he becomes a free agent after this year. They he just does. picked him up. He does. He has cost himself money. Good. So you believe general managers and owners have seen his play and his poor sport, his attitude, and they're like, we don't want him. Because the reason his opportunity to make a lot of money next year was because a lot of teams wanted him. Do you right. think they're fall, falling off now? Because He's still going to make a lot of money, but, but there's not going to be the feeding frenzy that okay. there once were because Understood. somebody's going to be like, this guy is an ass, and I don't want him to come in our our uh, clubhouse and act that way. Right. Right? right. So, I mean, I think he's still going to get paid. Oh, no, you right? know he will. But I think that there's going to be a smaller market for him because of the way he acts. Gotcha. So, my baseball, and baseball's such a funny thing. I don't know if you heard about Craig Kimball, who's the closer for the Red Sox. He used to be with the Braves. Um, he was getting hammered 
at the end of the year this year yeah. and right at the beginning of the playoffs. Well, an old closer for the Dodgers mm-hmm. was watching the game and realized that he was gripping his glove and holding it closer to his face when he'd throw his slider. Okay? He was also taking two breaths than looking at the plate when he was throwing his fastball. Wow. Right? So other teams picked up, picked up on yeah. that, and they were killing him. What does he do? He calls Alex Cora, the manager for the Red Sox, mm-hmm. who is a teammate of his and a good friend, and he said, listen, this is what's happening with Kimbrel. Kimbrel. Yeah. They looked at tape. They realized he was doing it. Now Kimbrel's going from his belt and not from his face. Yes. Unhittable again. Wow. Right? And the problem is the guy that tipped Cora off was a longtime closer and probably is going to be, I don't know if he'll go in their Hall of Fame or not, but a longtime closer for the Dodgers. Dodgers. Wow. So Dodgers fans not real happy with it. Yes, them. I can imagine. So give me your pick as the, the they they uh, first pitch tonight at 809, let's say. Who is your pick to be the World Series champion? Red Sox 4-2. 4-2. I'm liking Red. I kind of like that number. I'll I'll go 4-3. We'll make it a 7-game series, but I like the Red Sox to win. I got it something interesting too that I just made think about when you're talking about coaches and all this stuff. So we're in the airport leaving Florida <clears throat> and we're in line and Roger and Greg Skoog you know, two great dudes, big sports guys. They were like, Chad, Chad, who's that dude up there sitting front? They were like six, sixth in line. That This dude and his wife were first in line. I was like, oh, man, I know this face. I know this face. It's a coach. It's a coach. It was Marty Schottenheimer. Really? Yes. So Michael, being Michael, said, did you see that E60 on Marty Schottenheimer? I was like, you know what? I did. Have you seen it? I don't know if I have. So Marty Schottenheimer has dementia alzheimer's mm. and so and me and michael knew it and so you know everybody's talking you know that nobody we're not trying to be rude i mean his wife who's a major part of that documentary because she's taking care of him right you got to watch it it's amazing so she starts a conversation with andy and ryan and all the girls and marty's just sitting in the back and you know the girls are carrying on and having a great conversation but michael and i know he doesn't know what's he doesn't right. he doesn't know what's going on, right. you know. And so we told Greg and Roger we watched the E60. But anyway, long story short, nice man. You would shook his hand as as polite as can be. This um, his wife. It's just a sad story. We watched him. I watched he was eating, doing his thing. It's probably doesn't even know where he is now. But he's right. the fifth winning his fourth winning his coach in NFL history. Was like three people in front of us in line going leaving Florida. They have a place there. They're from Lake Norman. They live in Lake Norman. Wow, isn't that wild? That is wild. But anyway, I thought it was cool. And if you get a chance to watch the E60 on Marty Schottenheimer, you'll have a new respect for him and definitely for his wife. Right? She's a bad woman. She's awesome, awesome woman. Um, all right, Hank. Well, that's kind of got everything on the list that we wanted to list. talk about today. Yeah, man. So this upcoming weekend. Hopefully it'll be a little bit more low key and I can do a little bit of resting. You can get back to 100%. Uh, we do have the party on Saturday night, Saturday night, the Halloween party. So I'll look forward to seeing you there. Anything else exciting happening in your world? I do have something exciting and hopefully my wife will not listen to this podcast. <laughs> okay. Because yes. I am uh, surprising her with something on Thursday. We are staying in Charlotte Thursday night. And um, on Thursday night, I am taking her to watch Hamilton Ooh, in Charlotte at the Blumenthal. Fabulous. So we're going to go down there after work, eat dinner at this place called Luce, which is a really 
nice restaurant mm-hmm. right beside the Blumenthal. We're going to watch Hamilton. We're staying at a, a person that I know really well. They are allowing us to use their condo, which is in cool. the same building that Fahrenheit is in. No kidding. Yeah. Yes, I know exactly so where you're talking about. We're going to be able about. to walk back and forth. Awesome. Uh, maybe go to Fahrenheit after the, um, the, after the play. Uh-huh. Uh, but really excited to watch Hamilton. Yes, really excited. You should be. And so uh, we're going to be there Thursday night, come back Friday, and then go to that party. But pretty low-key after that. Cool. Good for you, man. Well, I've heard fabulous things about Hamilton. This is interesting, too, and we'll leave. But, you know, if you – tickets are sold out, but they hold 10 for each show. And 10 that they hold for each show, you're not paying 300 bucks. I don't know how much you pay for a ticket, but, you know, it wasn't a cheap seat. 100 bucks. five They'll sell the tickets that they hold. You got to get like a first come, first serve, or you got to call, or get, I don't know what it is, for 15 bucks. Wow. I thought that was pretty awesome that, that they hold awesome. 10. So, anybody, if you got there at the right time and they were selling that ticket, there's 10 of them available, you can buy two, 30 bucks. Yeah, pretty cool. Anyway, enjoy the show, my friend. Thank you, my friend. It's supposed to be great. And we will look forward to talking to everyone else on The Big Fan here in two weeks. Um, thank you, producer. And we will see you next time. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.